you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Have you given much thought to your personal brand and how it can impact your career? Your brand or your reputation plays a bigger factor in your career success than you might think. And today we're going to talk about how to improve your personal brand so that it can help you in your career. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Mike Kim, who is a brand strategist for business thought leaders, coaches, and authors who want to create impact with their ideas and get their message heard. Mike has been helping people build personal brand businesses via his podcast, writing, coaching, and workshops, and most recently published a best-selling book called You Are the Brand. I've been following Mike's work for years, and he has inspired me to share many or much of my story, as well as build my brand and even host this virtual summit. So I'm excited to speak with him today. Mike, welcome to the summit. Andy, it's an honor to be here. And for those tuning in, I hope to be of some help today. That is the goal. Um, but I remember <laughs> if, if I didn't start with, uh, you know, I mentioned that you've even inspired me to run this virtual summit. And I don't know if you remember that. I've told you that in the past, but I hosted a virtual summit last year that was a pretty big success. We had 2,000 people attend and a lot of great speakers. And the biggest reason I hosted that was because I heard you talking about it on your podcast and laying out how to go about hosting a virtual summit, the benefits that can come from that. And so I said, hey, if he's done it, maybe I can give it a shot. I did it. It went really well. Uh, and then I thought, well, I've got all this knowledge about how to do this. We should do it again in the career space. And who better to bring on to talk about personal brands than, of course, the personal brand guru himself, Mr. Mike Kim. All right. That's awesome. I will take a cut of whatever comes in. <laughs> donate, <laughs> donate to the Mike Wine Fund. Like um, but that. no, it's, I'm, I'm so glad that you did this because, uh, and, and that is part of what we're talking about today, isn't it? It's just sharing your knowledge, sharing your expertise, bringing good people together to share their knowledge and their expertise. And you've built your brand. You've built a reputation yeah. in your industry. That's very, very clear. So uh, it's really cool to come full circle and be be here with you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And um, so I want to back up and just make sure that we kind of define this for people watching and listening. You know, what is a personal brand and why does it matter, um, especially in, in a career or a corporate space? Yeah, so this term personal branding gets thrown around, around a lot these days, right? And when I was growing up, it simply just meant reputation. That's, that's kind of how I alluded to it. Mm. But um, when I think about a personal brand, today, especially because of social media. Um, and even if you're working in a company like, you know, your social media gets monitored, right, Andy? I mean, people have lost their jobs yep. over things that, that they've posted on social media or been hired because of what they've done on social media. Um, so when I look at this now that everybody is a media company, right? Everyone who has a social media account, a LinkedIn account is a media company. Um, your personal brand is comprised of four things, your ideas, your expertise, your reputation, and your personality. It's the confluence of these four things that make up your brand. Now, what's a brand? We all know the, the concept of branding that you know, cowboys used to, you know, farmers and ranchers used to literally yeah. burn an identifying mark onto their cattle, which was a brand. I was saying that that's my cow, right. you know, and 
uh, as time passed, that found its way into the business space. Actually, in research for my book, for You Are the Brand, I found the story of Josiah Wedgwood, who was a potter, uh, an English potter born in the 1700s. And he entered, he entered a pottery contest hosted by Queen Charlotte, and he won. And in a stroke of genius, he started calling all of his pottery queensware. Mm. And that, comp- that company still exists to this day, Wedgwood still exists he pioneered uh the concepts of free delivery and money back guarantees but he built an empire off an identity right but whether it's about you know cows and livestock or pottery or us at work and what people say about us when we're not in the room branding is all about identity and we all have one so we might as well be intentional about building it yeah absolutely i mean the reputation identity uh people are going to think something about you. They're going to say something about you. And I want to get into why this matters in your career. And one of the things I've talked with people often about, you know, is this idea of having that reputation, what people are thinking or saying about you when you're not in the room and whether you're building a business or especially when you're, you're building a career, when you're going up for a promotion or you're interviewing for a job, uh, I always, you know, tell people like people are having a conversation about you and you're probably not going to be in the room. Right. So how can we influence that so that people have that favorable view of us when they're having that conversation? Yeah. You know, it's interesting you even mentioned that because no longer is it that people are having conversations about you while you're not in the room. If you're entering a new job or someone's coming into your company in a new role, you have conversations about them before you, they even get in the room. Mm-hmm. Who's the new, who's the new head of this or that, you know? Um, who's the new person coming in? And so branding is really, it's not just the conversation that people are having about you when you're not in the room. It's the conversation they're having about you before you even get there. Like you'd be crazy if you don't think people are checking you out before you show up at work the first day on the, on the job. And so it's really building that reputation around yourself, a reputation that we hear this phrase all the time that precedes you right? Precedes you. Um, I'm actually walking through this with one of my friends uh, right now, Melissa. Melissa and I go back 20 some odd years. Um, I grew up with her. She's my best friend's cousin. Um, Married now, young kid, and is being competed over by two different companies for her talent in uh, brand strategy and design. She she works um, in, in fashion, right? Uh, Jordan brand, you know, all the, all that mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. right? In New York city, hot shot. Um, and these companies have said, we've heard about you. We've heard about your, your credentials. We've, we've seen what you've done in that company. We want you here. Then her old company tried to hire her back. And it's just this bidding war. And I just think about this. And I said to her, the other, she just came over to my apartment the other night, last weekend. And she's like, Hey, can you help me look over this email? And I said, you got quite the reputation, don't you? And she's got this reputation for excellence. She's got expertise leading all of the branding for these two, all these initiatives. She's got fresh ideas. She said, I'm crafting this email because I want to restructure some of the things that they're doing in this company. And she's got this personality. I mean, people don't mess with her. You know, you know, got some tood on her. Right. Yeah. And she has worked all of these years to show up consistently like that. And that's the thing. When we think about building a brand, it's consistency. It's consistency. And how you show up at work is different than how you may show up with your friends at home 
but it's got to be consistent. That's the one thing about branding that is true across all boards. It's got to be consistent. Yeah. I, I love that word and that idea of consistency. I think about that a lot when I reflect on what I've accomplished and the opportunities that come my way. And the thing that I come back to is I've been showing up and doing this for years and it's slowly coming to fruition. And I see these people who get gung-ho, like I'm going to build this business or this brand and they show up big on social media for like a month or two, uh, or maybe a little longer. And then they kind of peter out and you're like, what happened to that person? Right. They stopped showing up and you know, we kind of forget about them, right? That brand doesn't last, mm -hmm. which is why we got to keep showing up. It's, I, I have this saying, I say this when it comes to using social media, because these are tools that yeah. can benefit us greatly. Honestly, I'm very glad that I'm alive in this day and age. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know that I could have made it, <laughs> you know, and had this life without social yeah. media. So for all its drawbacks, I love what it can do if it's used in, you know, a proper way or, or, or a good way, well-intentioned way. Agreed. But I say this consistency is greater than intensity. Hmm. It's exactly what you say. Some people come out the gate strong and then they peter out. And I say to people, if, if folks don't miss you, when you go silent, you haven't left a deep enough footprint on their lives. You haven't made that, that deep impression, like a brand going into the hide of a cattle. You haven't made a deep enough uh, of, of an impression. And the way that happens isn't just through great content. It's not just through showing up once in a while and having, you know, hitting a home run once every hundred days. Yep. Oftentimes it's showing up every day. And social media is just a magnifying glass on who we are yep. in the day to day. That's really all it is. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I also think about it in terms of not just how, you know, how, how you're consistently showing up. Um, but how you're interacting with others as well really impacts that brand. And, you know, as you're talking about brand, I'm thinking, oh, I just put this summit together and we've got 15, uh, we might have more now, great speakers in the summit, including you. And I know there are some people that have ideas to start a summit and they struggle to like, well, how do I go get speakers? Um, I didn't do any research for this. I just thought of, here's 15 awesome people that I know will be great, texted each of them and said, hey, will you speak in the summit? And everybody just said yes right away. And here we are. And I know it's because they have the brand and reputation to me that I wanted them to speak like you do. You know, you have this strong reputation. I wanted you here. And, um, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but like, I feel like I've built a reputation where I don't really get too many people turning me down when I invite them to come speak at my summit because I put in time to build relationships as well. Well, absolutely. I was just going to say that. And you didn't even pay me to say this. Like, yeah. I just trust you. Over, right. over years, I've seen you show up. You know, I'm in a little bit of a different niche than you, but I see mm -hmm. all the time on my LinkedIn feed. I see all the time on different social media feeds. And that remains top of mind. Like, I know what's going on in your career. I know what's going on in your life. You're adding value in various different ways. You're doing big things. You're doing things that I say to others. Look at that. He wrote a book. Look at that. He overcame some personal stuff like going on with his health. Like that's Andy's, he's, he's a guy worth knowing. Um, and I would miss you if you just decided to ghost everybody on social media, I'd be like, where, where did he go? You know, what, what's going on with him? You know? Yeah. And, and, and that's another thing. And we all know this guy. I used to be in, in, you know, I, I worked my way up through corporate. I was the CMO of a company and that was the last position I held before I went full-time into my own consulting business. But here, here's, here's something I I'm, pretty sure all of us can can identify with when a leader goes radio silent 
Okay. When, when someone goes radio silent, you always assume the worst. Yeah. You never assume the best. Right. You know, I just ran into this with, uh, with, you know, the, they shall go unnamed, but an organization that should absolutely not ghost me. And I just got, I just got so ticked. You know, I, I'm a client, you know, uh, they've done well by me. And I, I sent an email, a very, very direct email. Um, I didn't swear in it, but I used a little bit of New Jersey language. Yeah. And I said, how is it possible that you, I've not heard from anyone in six weeks? Yeah. This is how you like an email. And like, what did I do? Assumed the worst, assumed yep. the worst. Yep. Now it turned out to be true. They were like, oh, we didn't write you back. We're really sorry. You know, yep. but when you talk about yourself as a personal brand, how you show up at work, you know, correspondence it doesn't mean you have to live in your inbox, but right. you have to be consistent. I view it, Andy, in many ways as a seesaw. You know, um, a seesaw works because the fulcrum's right in the middle and it's mm -hmm. very predictable up and down, up and down. We've all been with those leaders that like they're a seesaw, but the fulcrum's all on one side and to get them to move, you got to put all this weight to lift up the other edge of the yeah. bridge, you know, and you just never know what you're going to get. You walk into a meeting and they're like, we don't know which version of, you know, such and such leader we're going to get today. And that erodes trust. That consistency yep. is such a huge ingredient in yeah. building a brand. So you talked about consistency and and showing up regularly and and you know being top of mind. You also talked about communication and and kind of communicating with people, not going radio silent. One of the things I think about is that you know there are a lot of people, especially in the corporate world, I think that live in this mythical space where if they just do great work they'll be rewarded and they'll be promoted, right? Where, But the truth is, whether you're in business for yourself or you're building a corporate career, that your reputation, your brand matters. And a lot of that comes down to what do people know about what you did, right? Which means you've got to be willing and able to find ways to let people know about your accomplishments. Can you talk about that and, and some of the things that you've, you've seen there? Yeah, I love this question. Um, let me try to formulate a good response because that was just such a well-formed question. Um, I will say this. I absolutely agree with you that at some point or another, you have to toot your own horn. Mm. You have to be able to tell others humbly, yeah, you know, um, in some way, shape, or form, but clearly and confidently that I did that. That was my idea. Mm -hmm. um, I did that. Now, the other way to also do that is to get other people to toot your horn, own, your horn your for horn you. For you, yeah, yeah, and you do that through building influence, and building relationships, and building rapport. You know, I, I went through this. You're an author. I'm an author. I went through this earlier in 2021 uh, with my own book launch, and I have a I have a following online. You know, people subscribe to my email list or see me on social media or a podcast or whatnot. But I knew I could not launch this book alone, mm -hmm. and um, while my, my readers and my listeners are great and wonderful people, I wanted to do more with that. I, I put a lot of work into this book and I wanted as many people to hear about it as possible. So I tapped into my network and I have this saying, relationships are rocket ships, right? N none of us is a lone ranger, Yeah. right? And I called you, I called some other friends just in the same way you called me for this summit. Right. And I say, hey, remember you told me reach out if I need anything? I wasn't flippant with that request. I never, I never called you for something trivial, but I really need you. Can you still help? Yep. And it's, of course, we'd love to. And, um, 
you know, that, that is on a level of where I was reaching out to other people because of a book launch, but even at work, yeah. you know, sometimes the direct approach is necessary. Other times the diplomatic roundabout influence approach works. And this is where we have to understand people. We have to understand our boss, our supervisor, our employees, our team. What do they really want? What do they really need? And figure out how to connect and build rapport over that, over that particular issue over time so that they say, ultimately, that Mike Kim guy, he's, he's got my back more often than not. I'm going to go back to, to bat for him. Yeah. And it's, no, sorry. She didn't come up with, that was Mike's idea. And they'll have those conversations in what I call the back channels, yeah. right? And that's where true influence is shown in the back channels. Sure. And I saw how that worked with your book launch and, and I had some benefited from that with my book launch as well. And, you know, you have all these people who were excited and eager to show up for you to bring value, to support you when you ask them or even when you don't ask, right? Um, but it's not enough to just know a lot of people. They have to have a favorable, um, you know, favorable What's the word I'm looking for? They, they like you, right? They have a favorable emotion yeah. when they think about you. So what's your approach to that? Because I think having the network and having the relationships are a big factor in building that brand because of exactly what you said, mm-hmm. people coming to bat, speaking positively of you, you know, um, talking about you so that you don't have to do it for yourself. Yeah, to me, it's, you know, be recommendable. Mm. And if you, you know, I'm a, I'm a word nerd, you know, I taught SATs when I was in my twenties to high school kids, you know, and I, I got my start in business as a, as a copywriter, I'm writing all sorts of materials and the root word commend means to praise. So recommend simply means to praise over and over and over again, be repraisable, if you will. Right. And when I, when I think about um, the various relationships that we have at work and in life as a whole, I see them in three general broad categories. These aren't by all means all there is, but this has helped me. And I I write about this in the book. There's a partner up. Then there are people you collaborate across with, Mm -hmm. and then you mentor around. I've always loved this. This has helped me a lot because when I was starting out, there are folks who are partnered up. I mean, I had more to benefit if I worked with them than they had with me. Yeah. And I would ask myself, what do they need? What are they looking for? What kind of qualities, energy, uh, you know, characteristics are they looking for in someone that they want to have work with them? Yep. And as I grew and, you know, you kind of come up through quote unquote school together or your career together, and you kind of start off at the same point with, with that class, right? If you will, that group of people, collaborators, and we can say to one another, Hey, you might be a few steps ahead of me. I might be a few steps ahead of you, but we're sort of in the same ballpark. Let's collaborate and work together. And there's a special camaraderie that happens with people who collaborate across with one another. And then those, of course, that you lead and who happen to be around you, mentor them, pour into them. And they will eventually rise up to become collaborators on your level. And you will eventually rise up to be collaborate with the people you thought would only, only be a partner up. And this is why over the years, you can see two people who started the same career path or even in the same company together. And one will rise and the other will just sort of kind of stay where they are. They started out the same. And, oh, you've changed. Well, yeah, change is normal. Growth is good. You know, it happens. It happens. And so 
that spatial, I must, I'm a visual guy, that spatial kind of analogies always really helped me yeah. kind of figure where I am and how I'm treating people. And, you know, and I'll say this, I, I think this goes without saying, but just be nice to everybody on the way up because one day, yeah. one day you will go back and you never know yeah. how life will come turn back around again. So, you know, so true karma, whatever you want to call it. Um, you yeah. mentioned being recommendable. I think it's great to simplify it, right? Like as you're interacting with people, are you bringing them value? Are you being kind? Are you being generous? Would they recommend you to others? You know, when you're going out for that job or that promotion, whatever it may be. And it reminded me uh, once our mutual friend, Lauren Davis, uh, introduced me to a friend of hers and we developed a friendship and I thanked her. And she said to me, thank you for being so introducible. And um, another friend of ours asked, well, what do you mean by that? And I don't remember exactly everything that she said, but basically was, you know, I know that you are going to do well by me. You're not going to screw this up. If I introduce you to somebody, it's going to help my reputation, not hurt my reputation, right? You're going to be respectful and kind and find ways to add value to them. And I love that because I want to surround mm. myself with people who are introducible. And I love recommending others and introducing others. You know, I recommend your stuff to people all the time when they're thinking about developing their personal branch, why I wanted to have you on here. Uh, mm. And you know, when we are looking for those other jobs, right? I talk in my book about networking and going out. And if you're looking for a new job, go on LinkedIn and connect with people. Well, if you want those people to then recommend you to others, you know, you've got to impress them in some way, be kind, have a great conversation. Otherwise they're going to be like, I don't ever want to talk to that guy again, let alone recommend him to my friends who might hire him. That sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Introducible. That's, that's exactly what we're talking about. You know, one of the things I say, um, Andy, is that, you know, personal branding, I, I started off by saying this phrase has kind of found its way into every facet of society. I just heard on ESPN the other day, um, you know, one of the commentators was commenting on football jersey sales, hmm. you know, and they were like, Tom Brady's jersey, you know, with Tampa Bay is like still the best selling jersey, this guy, you know, and they use the word, you know, is the best-selling jersey of all personal brands in sports. Interesting. And I was like, that's interesting. So this, this phrase is getting out there. And, and we see people trying to build a personal brand oftentimes in one of two ways, and neither of them really work well. So I'll just kind of kind of harp on this for a little bit. On one hand, you have people who are presenting a false version of themselves. Hmm. You know, these are these are the kind of folks who will rent an Airbnb online and, and have a photo shoot and we'll sort of imply that it's their house, right? We all know it's not yeah. where they're just, just playing. Ferrari, up to, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. They're playing up to image, right? Yeah. These are staged. And um, these folks do not realize that attention and influence are earned. They're not owed to anybody. You got to earn it. Mm. Right. Then on the flip side, you have people, especially on social media these days, it's just crazy they overshare things in the name of authenticity. They say, I'm just being real. Yeah. I'm just being myself. Yeah. Um, and they're not really selling a solution. They're just selling their struggles. They're just airing out their struggles, all their dirty laundry online. And they might get some attention, but it's like a car wreck on the interstate. Traffic slows down. They get some eyeballs, but people move on. You know, if you've ever scrolled through Facebook or Instagram, this happens on Facebook more than Instagram. I don't know why, but you know, someone posts a picture of their nasty toe that they just cut open oh. their nasty, chafy, hairy toe yeah. with blood all over it. And yeah. they're like, look what happened to me. 
And I mean, you someone posts that I immediately block them. I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you show this photo on Facebook? Yeah. And and what they're doing, what's what's really happening is that they're looking for attention and an awe. And that's not how to add value to people. Yeah. Now, I understand if you've gone through some hard stuff that that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But people really do this. You know, and there are all these like underlying psychological reasons as to why they're doing this. So what I say to people is here, here's the litmus test. Here's how to really ask yourself if you're if you're on the right track. Ask yourself is what I'm sharing, either the water cooler at work, after dinner drinks, you know, happy hour online. Can I build a campfire around it? Hmm. By that, I mean, is it warm? Is it approachable? Is it inviting? Or is it a light in a dark place? Are you someone that people want to hang out with at a campfire? Is it a place where community can build? You know, we throw out these words like team culture. Well, can you build it? Are you sharing stuff that people can build a culture around? You know, and and that's really the litmus test um, for me. Like in all seriousness, you know, some people will post. So like, it's fine if you're giving life updates, but I've seen, seen this happen a few times and it's just food for thought. Someone gets in a horrific car accident. They take a photo of their mangled car and they put it on Facebook. Okay. No blood, no guts, no gore. Right. But they put that on there. Yeah. How do you know that one of your Facebook friends or whoever's following you online isn't standing online at Starbucks somewhere waiting for their coffee, just killing time, looking through their phone. Yeah. And they see this mangled car and they get triggered because they lost their parents or their child to a car accident. Mm. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Way to make that person's day. Right. Mm. <laughs> you know, people do this stuff without thinking about it. Right. And this adds up over time. They might not remember. I don't like this person because they posted a photo of a mangled car yeah. that triggered my memories of losing some loved ones. Right. But they just, over time, there's he just doesn't post anything it's helpful. It's kind of banked in the memory and the perspective. Yes, and it, it totally does. Yeah, totally does. So, so can you build a campfire around? Yeah. Since you're talking about social media and I know you spend probably more time on Instagram than maybe LinkedIn, but you're on there as well. Um, I think we have a lot of people I would say are in the camp of, um, I spend more time on LinkedIn than any other social media platform. I'm, I'm, I'm working for a company. I'm not running my own business. Maybe I'd like to start sharing some things to build my brand or my reputation, but I haven't really done much of it before. I'm a little scared of putting myself out there because of what somebody might think, judgment, rejection, you know, the usual fears. Um, how do you coach people through that? What do you, how do you get started in sharing, especially in more of a corporate context? Well, first I've been there because, you know, I worked at this company yeah. as a CMO of the company and I didn't want to share stuff about quitting my job or something like that. I, I left a couple of years later to pursue my own business, but Here's what I learned, Andy. Um, I shared books I was reading, podcasts I was listening to, Mm -hmm. takeaways and nuggets that were insightful from those books and podcasts. And even though it wasn't my own content, it was other people's content. What that did was that it built a reputation of my reputation as a learner Mm -hmm. and somebody who's hungry to grow. And what company or organization is going to be turned off by the fact that their, their, their employees are hungry and willing to grow. And so I'm sharing this stuff on LinkedIn and I'm being, I, I totally get it. I was very sensitive to the fact that, you know, I was connected to other coworkers and even my superiors 
at work on LinkedIn, but I would share stuff like, this is what I'm doing to maximize my productivity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what I'm doing to uh, grow um, my personal development. I stopped listening to gossip for men, also known as sports talk radio. Talk radio yeah. And I started, yeah, started listening to these three podcasts. Right now, there might have been other podcasts that I was listening to, but I would list like the Entree Leadership podcast with Dave Ramsey mm -hmm. and, um, you know, whatever other podcasts I was listening to that were more corporate in nature. And so just doing that, just share that once a week, you will start to build, again, a brand or a reputation as a person who is hungry to grow and excel and learn. You'll be surprised what will happen. It really is amazing. I've talked about that too. And I do it quite often as well. You don't have to come up with your own original content and you don't have to be an expert who's out there teaching on social media. Like you and I do sometimes you do a lot. Uh, you can be on the journey with everybody else, right? I just read this mm -hmm. book. Here's what I got from it. You might benefit from that too. I just did it actually a, a few days ago while I was on vacation. Even I posted on LinkedIn, a picture of a book I was reading um, atomic habits and talked about some of the, you know, the, the takeaways I've gotten from it. And it's several other people comment, Oh, that's been on my list. I'm going to pick it up. Or I just bought it. Or, Oh, I've already read that. Here's what I got from it. And all it did was build my reputation of like this guy, first of all, he's not always talking about his own book. He does talk about other books too, <laughs> <laughs> right? He doesn't just read his own book all day long. Um, but he's interested in continuing to learn and learn. And I, you know, for me personally, I want to be around someone like that, who is, curious and hungry and always feeding themselves new knowledge. Because I know if we find ourselves in a room, you know, stuck in a room or at an airport or something, we're gonna have plenty to talk about because we're both learning new things and following what's going on in the world. And you put it exactly right. You know, the more you do this, the more you, you're never going to run out of things to talk about. You're going to be on new, you're going to be engaging in new discoveries all the time. To me, it feels like I'm learning something new almost every day. You know, and part of the part of this, and this is something you and I don't talk about a lot about, but it's like, I've changed up my morning routine. Hmm. You know, one of the, the things that I do at the morning, my, I work from home most, mo more days than not. And I'm like, I, I, for the last several months or several years, actually, I've had trouble getting going in the morning. I didn't know what it was. I was working out. I was, I was, I thought I was eating right and whatnot. And I just started, you know, electrolytes in the morning with first thing I drink. And taking a cold shower. And I looked at all these guys like Wim Hof and the whole cold shower crew and stuff like that. Yeah. And dude, there is stuff that comes out of me when I'm in that shower and it's freezing cold. And I just write them down on a, in a journal real quick while I have my coffee after I come out. And I was like, wow, I'm learning so many different things. And then I'll share them on LinkedIn or Instagram, wherever. Yeah. And people will be like, this is so helpful. My gosh, where did you get this? <laughs> it's from the, the growth of my own journey. Yeah. Just from and the I shower. Yep. And I saw that you post, I think I saw you post that on Instagram or somewhere about the morning routine and you didn't invent the morning routine. You didn't invent the cold shower. You didn't invent any coffee or any of the things you're doing, right? But because <laughs> you put them together and here's what I've gotten from it. Other people can now look at that and say, oh, he's benefiting from this. Maybe I'll try some of these things. I've been hearing about that. It might be just the incentive that, that people need to go try it as well. Just seeing one friend who's, who's doing it and finding success. Yeah. And it, it is funny how social media works because I have all these people who will, you know, look at my stuff and with certain features on social media, like Instagram stories, for example, you could see who looks at your stuff. Mm -hmm. And there are people I haven't talked to in years. I mean, like 10 years and they just, they watch everything. Yeah. And partially I want to like message them like, Hey, how are you doing? Right. You know, 
I do that sometimes. And, and, and then it, it's sort of like, you just realize like, oh, they think I'm funny or <laughs> they think I'm interesting or they, they're curious about what is going to happen next in my life. They're probably like, I wonder what he's going to post next. Cause it's always strange. It's always mm-hmm. interesting. It's always yep. funny or it's insightful. And that's sort of become my brand, my identity in their lives, you know? So you go figure. Um, you, but if you're growing, you're always going to be learning, you, you know, you already have a brand, so you might as well be a better one. Yeah, absolutely. And by putting yourself out there, you are staying more top of mind. And those people that follow you and may not ever talk to you one day, they're going to have a need for a personal brand coach, or someone's going to ask them, do you know anyone that can help me develop my personal brand? They're going to say, yeah, I do Mike Kim. And you need to get his book. You are the brand. I haven't talked to him in years, but I've been following him on social media or Instagram. And we can all do that in different ways and how we show up consistently at work, letting people know the kind of person we are and the work we do, as well as on social media, whether it's LinkedIn or every, every anywhere else. Uh, and so, Mike, this has been a great conversation. We've covered so much ground, including what is a personal brand, why it's important. Um, we talked about everyone being a media company, people being known for their ideas, expertise, reputation, and personality. We talked about the importance of consistency. And I think you said consistency over intensity, right? And how we show up and how often we show up. Uh, you mentioned that relationships are rocket ships. You talked about the importance of being recommendable. Um, you talked about uh, building relationships, partnering up, collaborating, and mentoring around. And um, we talked about, you know, attention and influence and how to leverage social media to really build your brand. I uh, hope I covered all of it. That's a killer recap. How did you do that? You just did it in the moment. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, wow. I guess I talked about a few things. So hopefully they were helpful. So we did. That's not awesome. bad. <laughs> um, Mike, anybody watching, listening, I know you have a book, which is available on Amazon everywhere called You Are the Brand. Uh, if anybody wants to find out more about what you're up to, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I actually, Andy, because of your inspiration, I've been more active on LinkedIn and I'm really enjoying it. So nice. Connect with me there and, um, you'll find my podcast and all that other, all the other good stuff. Uh, if you follow me on one of those channels. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for being here, Mike. And for everybody watching and listening, uh, I hope you got value out of this session. Make sure you take a moment to write down some of your notes, some of the things that you took away from this conversation, things that you want to put into action, maybe write down a goal or a habit, an idea for a LinkedIn post, maybe to help build your brand. Thank you again for being here and we'll see you on the next one.